Hey, everyone. Thanks, as usual, for listening to our show. As usual, check out our Twitter, at Midcourt Madness, and check out our website if you feel like doing some good reading, midcourtmadness.wordpress.com. Here's the show. On today's Midcourt Madness, John! What's up? It's hot outside. It is ridiculous. It's been like 100 all week. It's insanely. Weekend, I should say. It's weekend. all the way summer, and yes. I'm not here for it. No, I want cold weather. I want basketball indoors. I want to turn on the heat, not the air conditioner. With that in mind, let's talk some hoops. Okay. Thanks. Who's your winner? All right. We had... It's been a bit of a slow week here, right, with, with college hoops going on. We're, we're maybe into a bit of a lull. Yeah, well, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but we spent, what, the last half hour before hitting the record button trying to figure out what we're going to talk about. It's true. There really hasn't been anything other than, like, like UNC picked up, you know, a three-star recruit, uh, some other some We other might schools. get into that later. They've gotten um, some, some small recruiting news. Really nothing from a bombshell perspective. No, not at all. Going down. No. My winner, John. Even in the dead period that we are into, like the June months, the the dog days of summer, as they say, mm-hmm. the transfer portal. Yeah, the transfer right. portal gets to win, and, and here's here's my here's here's why. Arkansas recently picked up transfer guard from Georgia. Was it KD Johnson? Was that his name? Sounds familiar. JD Johnson, KD Johnson, some kid from Georgia. Also, good week for our for our Georgia football team. Using that transfer you, portal. Your football team, yes. Yeah, our squad, our dogs. But uh, uh, a Georgia transfer decided to transfer to Auburn. Okay. Prior to this, about a month ago, Auburn had picked up an Arkansas guard named Desi Sills. Upon news of the Georgia transfer, KD Johnson, that's who I, I'm just going to say that's the It name. is KD Johnson. Look at he that. Average 13 and a half points per game at Georgia last year. And he's transferring to Auburn now. Well, Desi Sills was transferring to Auburn as well, Arkansas Arkansas guard, who was kind of a backup at Arkansas. He's like, hey, I'm going to go to Auburn. I'm going to actually play some more, yeah. you know. Uh, well, Katie Johnson says, not so fast, Desi. I'm going to come in and play. Desi says, fucking, I'm out of here. He's leaving again? Entering the transfer portal again. We've got a can, double can, entry into the transfer can portal. Can he recommit after already committing as a transfer? I don't know. Why not? It's like the Wild Wild West. There's just no rules. It is. Therefore, the transfer the transfer portal is just evergreen. It's just always kids are just coming and going. They 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 uh, a commitment is never actually a the, commitment. The, the transfer portal just trumps everything this offseason. Always. Yes. Not to get political on you there. It trumps it though. <laughs> it does trump it. Yeah. Make college <laughs> the transfer portal great. But yeah, yeah, no, they've done very well. They've uh, you mentioned Katie Johnson and Desi Sills, who obviously they're not losing technically. Sort of. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But he might be keeping his options open. But he could be entering the draft. He could be keeping his options open. He could return to Auburn. Yeah. Who knows? And then they get Walker Kessler from uh, some blue blood school. I can't remember who it was. Some team that always loses in the first round or maybe yeah. wins the tournament. Exactly. Um, they got a couple other guys coming in. So they could be a good team this coming year. They got some good guys returning. Also, two guys averaging double figures from last year. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to be a sort of a jumbled up SEC with. Arkansas, Bama, Kentucky is going to be back again. Yeah. Florida. I'm going to crown them right now. Ooh. Auburn. No, not Auburn. Oh, okay. The SEC. Because oh. it's not important to crown your team. It's more important to crown your conference as right. the best. Not when Baylor team. won the national title, Iowa State also got to win exactly. the national title. Exactly. They claim that. Just like when Alabama wins every single national championship in football, uh, 
Ole Miss also wins exactly, every national yeah. championship. It's in not football. all about winning national championships. It's all about winning vicariously through other teams from your conference. Yeah, that's that's a great way to put it. It's kind of the the it's the positive effect of guilty by association. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're at a party and someone's drinking when you're underage and you're there, you're guilty by association. That's what that's what we're told to to be afraid of of mm-hmm. having any fun as youngsters. Yeah, it, it's kind of like that. You you get credit by association. Yes. Did I just make that up? No. Maybe. I did. Okay. Let's say I did. Thanks. My big winner. Okay. It's you. Congratulations. Thanks. Because about a month ago, we had a little wager for pride. We did. With Mac McClung. I need more pride. I have very little. (laughs) Your wife took it all away. (laughs) She did. (laughs) It's sitting in her purse along with other things that used to be, you know, something associated. We should go back because I always give some sort of a jab to your wife. We should go back and do like see like what point is it always in the first five minutes is it always in the first ten minutes like an over under on jab at wife yes it's within probably the first ten minutes every time it probably is but <laughs> quite lovely though big heart very big heart mm-hmm. yes um you're the winner because of Max McClung because a month ago we had a little wager for pride let's not say a joke because we just went around in a circle there indeed um oh well, the pride thing yeah yeah, right. yeah. yeah okay. Exactly. Yeah. And so, but you said he's going to go NBA. I thought he's going to come back. I was wrong. You were right. And my contention was, you know, I don't think he's ready. But like you said, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if he's ready. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wish, I wish, I, I agree with your point that I don't think he's ready. I think there are, it seems like every year now we get like 90 guys. It seems like the, the number on, on underclassmen declaring for the draft and staying in the draft, it, the number rises every year, right? Five years ago, it was, I'm throwing numbers out, 65. And then it was 70. Then it was 80. And now it's been 90. And pretty soon we're going to get to numbers in like the 90 to 100 triple digit range where these guys, I don't, I, don't know if, I don't know if you've noticed, John, the NBA draft, there's only 60 picks. Yes, it's really pointless to be the 90th best prospect. And, and not only is that, I mean, out of those 60 picks, how many of those are European players that nobody's ever heard of, mm-hmm. right? Probably what 10 or 12, 15, maybe. Yeah. I don't know yeah. how many of those are, are actual seniors, like uh, like Corey Kispert this year. You know, mm-hmm. he's going to be a high draft pick, he's a senior. That doesn't rare, rarely happens. A few though, yeah. right? Five or six, yeah. Okay, well, now you're now you're down to 45 underclassmen probably getting drafted. Maybe it's some great why man. are 90 of them declaring? I know, you know what I mean. So, I, I don't think a lot of these guys are ready either, but that's just it, just kind of seems like that's like the culture of college hoops now is I need to get out of college basketball because I want to go get paid. Well, what's like a general obviously, if, if they flame out in the NBA, next step is G League. What's like a typical G League salary? I, I always thought it was like in like the 30 to 40 grand range. Is that it? I think I don't think it's great. Yeah. So, I don't think the G League is as rosy as people think. And also, the trickle down to that is there's not unlimited G League jobs. Right, right. I mean, so, then so forty-five new kids every every year. You're right, and then and then they go over to Europe, which yeah. I think the money over there is actually pretty decent. It's, is it better than G League money? I think so. Now, okay. the, now, not only do you get what a thirty grand, forty grand, whatever their number is over there, the, the euros to dollars, whatever, whatever you're getting paid on top of your salary, they also kind of like similar to college. You get a stipend where your housing is all paid for. You have like mm-hmm. certain expense, kind of like travel nursing. Um, where you have all this stuff that's also paid for. Yeah. Don't waste your time with those. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, so yeah, I, I do. Yeah, it's, it, then you go over to Europe, but 
do, do guys who are used to being the big man on campus at their college campus really want to go and now play in an empty smoke-filled arena over in Russia? No. You know, I mean, some of these guys, it's like, do you really love basketball or do you love being a basketball player? Yeah. You know, I don't know. Like, that's that's the interesting question. And, and you'd be – you're never going to find enough guys, like, after they leave college to come back and be like, no, I wish you would have stayed. But you do wonder. It's like sometimes that might actually be – the better path. And that's why I, I'm, I'm okay with the, the name image likeness stuff. If, it, if it's, if it's some sort of way to kind of keep up with, you're not going to be able to compete with being a first round draft pick in the NBA, millions of dollars guaranteed money, maybe even second round draft picks where you're going to get like the, the guaranteed contracts on second round picks now is rising, but can you compete with the G league? Can you compete with that 30 grand going and playing for the Austin Toros mm-hmm. or the Sioux Falls sky force or whatever, you know, or the Dakota, the Dakota, no, there's no more Dakota Wizards. Wow. They're in, they moved like a while back. Isn't there a Sioux Falls one? Sioux Falls Sky Force. Okay, yeah. Yes. I wasn't sure if that was a hockey team or a basketball team. See, that's how much the G League matters. Yeah, exactly. Right, can you can you compete with that, though? Can you compete with that, the, that, that, that 30, 40 grand a year? Can you compete with what Europe can offer? If you can, out of the 40, you know, maybe you keep, maybe if there's 90 underclassmen, maybe not all of them, can, can you keep 20 of those guys? Mm-hmm. Because if you can keep 20 of those guys, that's 20 guys that might be all conference players in, in their league and make college basketball way better. Well, I always wonder, I, say, for example, you declare after your freshman year and you become, I don't know, you sort of get lost in the mud and you become 16, number, 16 overall, okay? Okay. So say typically if had that 16th overall pick stayed one year and maybe he gets better over his sophomore year and maybe he bumps himself up into four or five. I wonder what the difference is on like the rookie pay scale there. I think the rookie pay scale is pretty pretty big there. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't. I just think that logically like makes sense. But from an NBA perspective, I think a guys are in a hurry to. It's it's not about the rookie contract. It's I want to get I want to get to my second contract as quickly as I can because the quicker I get to that one, the quicker I get to my third contract. And and every single guy coming out eventually is going to get a max contract, right? Because they're all compared to Hall of Famers, which means they're all going to make max money. Well, wasn't that like three years ago? Everyone was getting max contracts. Who was the big guy who's playing for the Lakers? I can't think of his name. Uh, yeah. Oh, Mozgov. Timothy Mozgov. Timothy Mozgov. Monster. Yeah. Con- Bismack okay. got like 18 million yeah. a year. Gorgie Jang. Like all yeah. those guys get massive money. But I mean, the, the, the contracts that these guys get is, is huge. So the, the rush isn't to get your rookie contract. It's to get to that second and third contract. Mm-hmm. But also, I think the, the idea of, yeah, stay and get better and boost your stock it happens sometimes, but I think even that's kind of a fallacy because how many guys do we see that come out as freshmen, five-star recruit? Basically, if you want to look at the 2022 mock draft, it's it's essentially in line with 2022, the 247 sports top-rated recruits. Well, what if, say, Johnny Juzang after his year at Kentucky was like, screw it, you know, when I, when I graduated high school, the plan was, was no matter what, I'm going to be a draft. And now look at him. Yeah, he, he's he's definitely boosted his stock. He's yeah. the type of guy that, that most certainly has. I do think there's guys who they go to college, it's like, you know, unless if I just destroy my knee right away and I'm leaving. have no tape, I'm leaving. Yep. One guy that comes to mind is Tony Bradley. 100%. Yes. Yep. I think that, because he was like a late first rounder and then. Right, but I think if, if you want to keep with that, with the UNC thing, think about if James Michael McAdoo would have left after his freshman year. That's true. He was, he stayed and he, he got is, over. He's, people saw more and you put more weaknesses. And that's that's the, yeah. the annoying thing about the NBA too and why probably there's such a big gap between good teams and shitty teams. His teams draft on such an unknown where 
if somebody would have spent a lottery pick on James Michael McAdoo, which is what he would have been prior to his freshman year, right? Because all he had to do was come in and play ten minutes a game, and be yeah. an energy guy, and dunk. And, and then he, he starts having to do more, and it's like, ooh, he's not capable of doing I more. I think he went undrafted after his junior year. So yeah, two more years. Right, went undrafted. So, you know, from the kids' perspective, I guess it's like, man, if you can, if you can be a high draft pick, go do it. Mm-hmm. But I, I think if you if you're gonna be an undrafted kid after your freshman or sophomore year. You can maybe boost your stock, but the likelihood is that whatever you got, it's more based in more like tools and athleticism and upside. And if they don't think you have that, you're probably not going to have that when you're two years older. Maybe maybe you can, but that doesn't mean you can't make money. Right. So if college is offering you money, that that's where I hope, you know, the game, I like it from that perspective. If college can get deeper and more talented, keep some of these kids, that'd be a positive. You know, McClung, yeah. I don't think he's going to be an NBA guy. Do you? Nope. So, whatever. And then for Texas Tech, I don't, the cupboard isn't completely bare. You know, they do lose two of their more talented players with him and Kyler Edwards, but they do have some guys coming back. They have some transfers coming in. So, they could be a, uh, I'd say, middle of the pack Big, big 12 team next year. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Who knows? Big 12 is going to be stacked at the top. So, yeah. John, do you have a loser? I do have a loser. Who's your loser? People. People. Who... Oh, okay. Yeah, just people. Just, just people, people in general. People, people are losers, except for us. Yes, we're, we're, of course. We're, we're podcasters. Look at us. Yeah. Crushing it. <laughs> in your mom's basement. No, this is my basement. Oh, that's true. It's your mom's, your mom's room that she stays in when she comes No, that's the next one, actually. You own your own house, so people don't know. Like, <laughs> so People okay. who have created a brand on talking about coach successor rankings because mm. Roy Williams has retired. Indeed. There's another one in the ACC. I can't remember the name. Um, that not Leonard Hamilton. No, he's still going. He, he's 72, but he looks like he's 50. He looks terrific. Yeah. Anyway, there's another one okay. who is sort of a popular successor power ranking. Like, who's going to replace this random person? Bayheim. No. Oh, I have an idea. Let's power rank the remaining teams that you can talk about. Coach successor power rankings. Okay. Could that's do, you want to do you want to do draft style or do you want to do power power? I rank? say we just. Argue about it. Okay, who's number one? I think it's Bayon in Syracuse. Is it because he's closest to the he's finish closest, line? Closest, yes. Okay. Um, I would go with because you have to have like big name guys who have been there for a while. Right. It's got to be. It's got to be big name guys. I don't think Calipari's close enough to the finish line yet. Is Jay Wright closer? See, he's not super old. I think he's only like fifty, but. But see, he's kind of yeah, mate. Eh. I'll I'll say uh, hmm, I'm struggling with this. I'm gonna say Mark Few, okay? Because even though he's not that old, I get the sense more than Cal and Jay Wright that like he might retire younger. Yeah, that's everything. That's what all the all the info on him is that like his like his like work life balance. He's he's like a millennial in that like he really values the work life balance. Um, Charlie, who my next one would be? Oh, I don't know if this. Necessarily meets the criteria. I don't know if this is at this isn't as sought of as a, of a job okay. sought after of a job. Okay, but Bob Huggins, and he's getting up there too, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, he's. I mean, he, isn't he? Uh, he's got to be in his sixties. Mm-hmm. The the latest thing I've heard out of Bob, like from Bob Huggins, like the last time he was kind of on radar here was was recently when was it Mark Few? No, it was Jay Wright, I think, who got nominated to be in the, the Basketball Hall of Fame, and people are thinking like, why isn't Hollis Huggins not in there yet. Because, yeah. I mean, he will be a Hall of Famer at right. some point. Yeah, that one's interesting. West Virginia. 
Yeah, I don't know. Is West Virginia? They don't have the big enough job. As these other ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sticking to it though. Okay, so why, why is, why are they losers than the people who do this? Uh, You're running out of content. Oh, is that what it is? Is yeah. we're just we're running out of time. You're running out of yeah. The next best thing is Bob Huggins. Like that doesn't exactly, move the needle. Exactly. I see. Yes. So that's why they're the losers. All right. Well, I've got one. I've got one kind of success for uh, power ranking that might be a. Might be an interesting one, and it kind of plays into my next loser. And that is Michigan fans. Okay. Okay. Because if you've noticed, if you paid any attention to NBA stuff, which is the only basketball we've got, unfortunately, right now. Yeah. But a lot. But a lot of watching a blowout in this brutal, brutal game. But the thing about the NBA is nobody actually cares about the games. The games don't matter. It's who's going to get traded? Right. When's Trey? When's Trey Young? He's putting on a show here. He's going to sign his max deal, and then two years into that max deal. When's he going to want to get traded? Because he's not going to want to stay in Atlanta. Who does LeBron want to team up with? Who does LeBron want on his team? What is is Anthony Davis going to be traded with all his injury woes? Carl Towns, is he going to get traded? Giannis just signed a big extension, but does he really want to play in Milwaukee? He can't want to play in Milwaukee. He wants to play in L.A. It's always about who's going to be a free agent, who's going to get traded, and coaching changes, right? Every time a coach gets fired... A new one comes in. There's new candidate. There's new candidates that pop up, and and nowadays the candidates are always kind of the, who's the hot name candidates. It's always these ex players. Players have become much more popular. Steve Kerr as coaches. Steve Kerr. Uh, Steve Nash is somehow the head coach of the team that's probably the favorite to win the whole thing, the Brooklyn Nets. Juwan Howard's name is going to start popping up he's in all these player, jobs. Too. He's a former player. He played in the league, so he's got kind of that, that cachet that mm-hmm. players like, right? Um, he fits all of the, the different criteria that NBA players would probably want in a head coach. And he's doing a really good job at Michigan. Mm-hmm. So you think he's going to bolt to the NBA? I, I don't know. But it must suck to be a Michigan fan because every time you do well, it's like... Because they had D-Line, who was great. And then, did he go to... Did he, he went to the Cleveland? NBA. Was he Cleveland? Yeah, for like a week. Yeah. But but Juwan Howard's just always going to be in that rumor mill. and That's got to be really... I, I imagine that's very frustrating. It's kind of like... Every time, uh, like Butler, when they had Brad Stevens, every, t- every time these mid-major co- teams get wins, their coaches become more and more popular, and, and you worry that they're going to get poached, right? Every time, every win that Loyola Chicago got in the tournament, every fan was like, yay, we win, but crap, our coach now looks better, and he's probably going to bolt. Well, the same thing has happened with us as Vikings fans with who, is, who went to the Giants? Who's the offense coordinator who went to the Giants? Shermer. Shermer. Yeah. And then Stefanski after that. Yeah. Mike Tomlin. True. Yeah. North. Both Super Bowls are ours, basically. He's True. Yeah. Yes. We have he lived problem. in Minnesota. We have therefore, to... we basically get those titles. Yes, exactly. Nice. I'm, <laughs> I've changed my mind. I like this. <laughs> no, but for a Michigan fan, I mean, he's get prepared because every time a job opens up, Jawan Howard's name is going to be one of probably the three coaches' names that pops up. Every time there's a huge uh, high major college job. I, I don't know. I think Jawan Howard's maybe transcended the uh, – I don't know if he he's kind of off limits, I bet, to, to a lot of college is now mm-hmm. because he is a Michigan alum. So he's probably not leaving Michigan for a college job. But I bet his name's gonna be in the rumor mill a ton with every NBA job. And that's always that's a scary way to live. Now, granted, Michigan has first world problems because they're really, really good. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be ranked in the top probably what, five in the preseason. Yeah, for sure. Um probably a quality like elite eight flame out team yeah, next year. For sure. Or maybe even Sweet 16s by now. Maybe. It, well, the thing for them, they're just going to be so young. They're going to be young. You're right. But, yeah, I mean, he might leave my leap. So, Michigan fans, losers. I like it. All right. Should we get into some, uh, some player movement? Yeah. Okay.
Jacob Young, continue on from last week. We talked extensively about Oregon and the Pac-12 because we are Pac-12 stands here. Indeed. And Conference of Champions. Yeah. Wait, was that Bill Walton? It was. Wait. Wait. <laughs> He's just peeking through the windows here. <laughs> you guys podcasting? <laughs> but Jacob Young has transferred from Rutgers, averaged about 14 points per game last year, and will, will play for Dana Altman in Oregon next year. And it's sort of par for the course for Dana Altman. He's one of the sort of key, or not key guys, one of the very good recruiters of transfers and getting transfers to his program and having them flourish. Yeah, he's one of the best coaches, it seems like, at just this, it's not program building, it's roster construction, right? That's the new world we're kind of living in. These teams aren't, you don't you don't bring in freshmen with the hope that well, when he's a freshman, you know, we're going to play him a little bit. He's going to kind of learn the system and the ropes. Then as a sophomore, he's going to play a little more. Now when he's a junior and he's senior, he's, he's going to be kind of this, this stud for us, right? And, and you mix in, you know, you have a stud freshman every once in a while who exceeds expectations. Altman has, always, has done a really good job of this over the last, it feels like a long time, probably the last decade, of, of seemingly just piecing together his roster with, you know, he'll get a freshman who can contribute from day one and, and, and elevate your team. Like Peyton Pritchard was a four-year starter for them. Um, but he does a really good job of adding transfers kind of on the fly and just incorporating them and integrating them into his team. Uh, and, and he's done the same this year. It looked like like we were talking about earlier, this transfer portal madness was was wild. The first couple of weeks, it was like the first couple of days of NFL free agency, right, where all these big names are going off the board. Guys are entering the portal, coming out of the portal, and, and you're thinking like, okay, this giant game of musical chairs is Oregon. They're they're missing out on all these guys. Where, where's Oregon at? I mean, it's it's been one of the best programs in the country for the last handful of years, right? They're always kind of the best team in the Pac-12 or right up there, uh, consistently going deep in the tournament. Why are they not drawing in these transfers? And, and they, they and, just and, come yeah. out of nowhere. And when you know it, yeah, now in the last couple of weeks, they've added three, you know, high quality, probably top six guys in their rotation. Yeah. And like looking at their team, I wonder if you were to construct a starting lineup right now, you got to think Richardson's going to be in there. Will Richardson, yeah. Harmon, Garrier, Harmon or Jacob Young. Those two might be battling it out there at that two guard spot. And then I. I don't even know how to say his last name. Kepnane? Kepnane? Uh, maybe. You probably, you have Eric Williams. You slide him at the center. Eric Williams is probably on the wing for you, along with along with Gary A. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then, yeah, either Young or, or Harmon is probably like that ideal kind of sixth man, yeah. kind of microwave scorer who still plays probably 30 minutes a game. You know? And to add to that, you have Edvalle Dante, who averaged eight points per game from last year. You have Nate Biddle, a freshman, coming in, yeah. the number nine overall recruit. In the nation. Yeah, so you've got a nice little that's, trio of bigs who can rotate in. and, and Good eight-man rotation. That's all you need. Exactly. That's that's a really solid squad. And Jacob Young's brother, Joseph Young, played at Oregon, I think, back in 2012, 13, somewhere in that range. Good. And, and he was a really, really solid player for them. So maybe that, that connection probably helped. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's they've added three guys who were, who were double-figure scoring, fringe kind of all-conference guys at, at Power 6 conferences. Right, I mean, you got a Syracuse transfer from the ACC, who's who's a stud, or uh, the Oklahoma kid, Davion Harmon, and now a Big Ten guy. Yeah. So, well done by them. Yeah. We could have had them as a big winner this week, really. We could, but we are we already spoke extensively about them last week. Yeah, we are. We already have them. I've I've got a I've got a couple of other okay, couple of other transfers. Um, AJ Brahma. This one isn't going to get as much pub 
uh, but he's a Robert Morris kind of swingman who averaged 21 points, 10 boards here over the la- last year at Robert Morris. Um, now, last year was was a shortened season. I think he only played like 10 or 12 games. But he's but he's really solid, and he uh, he actually originally when the transfer portal madness kind of started, he transferred to he announced he was going to go to Arizona State, and recently this is another one of those guys who keeping that transfer portal just evergreen opted back out of Arizona State, and he recently just committed to Nevada. So he sort of went from low major to high major to mid major there. Yeah. But I think Nevada is going to be maybe the maybe the favorite in the Mountain West next year because you've got uh, they've got Grant Sherfield who was a Wichita State transfer who was one of the better players um, last year in the Mountain West at point guard. They picked up a big guy named Will Baker who was a five star center who originally committed to Texas, lasted maybe the semester at Texas, wasn't yeah, playing a whole lot, yeah. and he's at Nevada now. Um, and they've ad- they've added a bunch of different pieces. They they've got, I think, a potentially a very very good team. So basically, just grabbing everyone's castoffs and assembling a solid roster in a mid major. Yeah, crazy. That actually worked at Nevada here not that long ago mm-hmm. uh, with Eric they Musselman. Had, they had those twins who I believe were NC State before that. I can't think of the name. One's in the NBA for sure. I'm Caleb sure. and Cody Martin. That's it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They added those two. They had um, not Larry, not Larry Drew, but uh, Lindsey Drew. Youngest brother of the of the Drews, they had, God, they had a bunch of transfers. That, that Nevada team was was loaded with transfers as well. So he's kind of Steve Alford's kind of taking that Muscleman playbook and and doing a lot of the same. And, and why wouldn't you? I mean, Nevada's a beautiful place to be. Wouldn't that be a great spot to land some some high quality transfers? Yeah, I mean, if you're in Nevada, I, it's a good strategy to uh, gamble on those transfers. Indeed, yeah. Really well put. Thank you. Um, another one that I that I wanted to note is Marvin Johnson, Eastern Illinois, kind of swingman, average about 15 and a half points, like six boards and five assists at Eastern Illinois. Mm-hmm. One of the top guys in the – what conference is that? It's the, uh, it's the conference with Belmont and Murray State. The Sun, not the Sun Belt. Is it Eastern? I thought – The Ohio Valley. Is that it? I think it's the Ohio Valley. I think Eastern Illinois is in the yeah. Ohio Valley. Sure. Let's yeah, say it is. Okay. Okay. One of the best players. If in the it Ohio- wasn't before, it is now. Yeah. Okay. One of the best. Uh, one of the best players in the Ohio Valley uh, is transferring to Oklahoma. Okay. Okay. And here are the the schools, high quality. Like if you if you just if you just heard this, commits to Oklahoma, turning down Georgia, Ohio State, and Arkansas. I think that that, was a football prospect. Yeah. Those are some good football teams. Is that was that on his tip to net it? Did, did he include people who uh, he's like crossed through their states one time? Like, oh, I, I this team is interested. These also. schools have sent me emails. Yeah, <laughs> two hundred of them. <laughs> no, but I think Oklahoma with Porter Moser is actually you know they've lost some guys right with Davion Harmon, Brady Manick, Lon Kruger, Lon Kruger. Well, they they replaced him with Porter Moser. Right. But I think Oklahoma actually is going to have a sneaky. Solid team. They've added some really good players. They added the two brothers from Eastern Washington with the beards, the Gro- the Groves brothers. Yeah. They added uh, who's the point guard from Duke, uh, Jordan Goldwire. Goldwire. I, I think it's like a solid enough player. He's yeah. kind of a punchline when when he's wearing a Duke jersey, but if he's in a Oklahoma jersey, I think you're gonna like like okay, this kid's okay. Right, he's not great. He's okay. And now you get Marvin Johnson. Like they've, I think Oklahoma's gonna have a better team than than maybe the 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 fan who maybe isn't. Super plugged into 
college hoops is going to realize. They're going to they're going to look up halfway through the year, and Oklahoma is going to be kind of in the mix as a top twenty five ish squad. You're gonna be like, what the hell? They're they're replacing they're okay. a lot of guys. It's probably eight guys out, eight guys in on their roster right now. From what I can tell. Yeah. Now they've got three guys coming back. It looks like in Emoja Gibson, Elijah Harkless, and Jalen Hill, who are all three were kind of like top six, top seven. Which is probably about where they'll be again. Quality, quality I know they'll slide into starting role probably. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know who's going to start, who's going to finish, whatever. But like yeah. those those seven guys really aren't going to play the most minutes. Yeah. I, I think they're going to be okay. I think okay. that Marvin Johnson pickup's a nice one. You got any more of these sort of under the – we started the under the radar radar. Radar, Radar transfer guy. Uh, nothing else. Nothing else that really uh, made my ears perk up. Um, here's one that I wanted to ask you, though. It's, it's not maybe an individual player transferring, but it is transfer news. And it's that the SEC uh, just passed a vote here, I think a few days ago, allowing intra-conference it's, transfers. I did see that. My question to you is, is that newsworthy? I is did, it nothing I, or I, is it something? I assumed it was going on already, like, is the ACC, do they, I figure like this year alone, if there wasn't interconference, I thought it was just approved no matter what. I That's kind of what I thought too. Yeah. I, I, I just, like, I assumed the AC- all the red tape was taken out when right. this happened. Does the ACC also have to do this? Oh, we're going to do this interconference thing, interconference transfer waiver thing. And then does the Big Ten have to do it? Does the Big 12 have to do it? Yeah. I, I don't even know. That's That was my, I guess, my assumption was that with the one-time transfer waiver, um, it's free game. You go wherever you want. Yeah. If you, you start at Wisconsin, you want to go to Minnesota, fine. You start at you start at NC State and you want to go to North Carolina, okay, mm-hmm. be my guest. But but now the SEC passing this makes me wonder, is that the case? I wonder if SEC was the only one who had a rule like that in place before. Maybe. Maybe. We should probably find out. We should probably... Maybe we shouldn't know what we're talking about. We're nah, screw okay. that. That's yeah. not as fun. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Thanks for boring. We're, we're media members. Nobody we're, likes know-it-alls. We're, we're media members. We, we're not supposed to know what we're talking about. That too. Yeah. So, I don't know. I say it's yeah, interesting, I, 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 but I I'm not that interested in it. Yeah, I, I just assumed it's already happened. Well, yeah. now it is happening. Yeah. And there's some big name. I mean, there there has been some serious, uh, some serious trades made in the SEC. I mean, Georgia, the whole team transferred out, and it feels like a lot of them stayed in conference. You're talking J.D. Note. No, not J.D. Note. Um, mm-hmm. Who's the kid who we just talked about? He went to Auburn. K.J. K- K- Johnson? K.J. K- Johnson. K.J. Johnson. Desi Sills. Desi Sills, oh. Sills from, from Arkansas. J- I thought J.D. Note also transferred. Am I thinking of a different kid? He's on Arkansas's team, I know. Oh, no. He's Note. a top returner. Yeah, he's a returner. Okay. Um, but, yeah, for, for, Severe, sure, for K.D. Johnson. Yeah, and also Desi Sills had already transferred Arkansas to Auburn. Yeah. Taking his name out, but he was already planning on doing it anyway. Right. Severe Wheeler yep. transferred to Kentucky. That yep. changes things. Um, yeah. Quite certain there's some other ones, but whatever. I don't think it's very newsworthy. No. I don't either. No. Okay. Okay. Next thing. Yeah. Anything else that I you have, wanted to talk about? I just got one more player movement thing. Okay. Um, and this is not transfer. Oh. You mean I'm there's not, there's player movement that doesn't include the transfer? Program? I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but. Every like there's high school recruits who are picking schools also. Kids right. that are like graduating high school or something and then deciding yeah. to go to college. Right. They don't just start at one college and then switch to another. I mean, you have to pick your first college before you pick. It, the it remains to be seen. Brave new world. I know. All right. Will so, committing from high school ever be back again? Good question. <laughs> Good question. 
But Trey Alexander, he's a shooting guard. Okay. Um, four star guy, right in that eighties, top eighty ish range. Um, so he's, so he's got some pedigree. Yep. One of the uh, top remaining uncommitted recruits has committed to Creighton. Where's he from? He is from Heritage Hall High School. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds sounds like a nice place. Yeah. He's from Oklahoma City. So he's Maybe. not. So he's not from like Nebraska, or I, I wonder if our Oklahoma City is from. Probably a Thunder fan from Omaha. Maybe yeah. Oklahoma City. It could be. It could be. Or kids these days really aren't fans of teams though. They're not. They're not cheering for laundry anymore. He's probably like a like a Joel Embiid fan or something. It could be. Or a LeBron fan. You know. Or who knows. But anyways, for so he's a top one hundred kid committing to Creighton. Yeah, and he's probably going to have a lot on his shoulders. Yeah, to it's, it's a reminder they, that Creighton is not dead. I mean, they sort of were. They're coming back from the dead. Yeah, after the uh, plantation remarks, and then just everyone leaving. Zagorowski leaving. Mitch Ballack leaving. Denzel Mahoney leaving. Yeah. Four, one, two, four guys who averaged double figures for him last year. Christian Bishop leaving. Transferring out. Yes. Yeah. Um, and not really much returning except for, you know, AOC, Alex O'Connell, former, uh, former Duke either. He, he saw the light. He decided, you know yeah. what, I'm going to better myself. I don't need to be here. It's yeah. better for me to not be there. Smart yeah. kid. He should have said a dude, though. He's the perfect white villain. Yeah, well, I mean, you got to be good to be the white villain. Well, he's not that good. He misses a lot of open That's shots. True. Building bricks. Yeah. But they do have a few, uh, they have, by my count, four top 100 recruits coming in. Um, Trey Alexander, is he ranked number 55? Yeah, 55 on ESPN. The other one, other on 24-7, when I said top Do they have recruits. four top 100 kids in that recruiting? Yeah. That's a hell of a class. Yeah. I'll be honest. Creighton recruiting powerhouse. Not transfer recruiting powerhouse. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Just regular old high school. Maybe this will be like the new kind of money ball thing is like all these other coaches. Like you, you, you've heard about you, you let the other coaches do. Almost like Dana Allman like swooped into the last few transfers. You trade for other coaches to get the transfers and you swoop in at the end for the last. Get all the high school kids that are uncommitted guys. That's what I'm wondering. It's kind of, you hear that. We've heard that a ton, right? With this transfer portal kind of becoming the the big bad uh, unknown of college hoops. Every you hear so many coaches now are saying, uh, or media members through coaches, the talking, the mouthpieces for them are saying, like, they're not going to recruit high schoolers anymore. They're just going to recruit the portal. Yep. Okay. There's going to be still high, highly ranked high school kids every year, like, no matter who's recruiting them. I mean, there will be a best player coming out of the high school ranks. Yep. You know what I mean? So maybe there's an opportunity for schools like Creighton or maybe even lower-level schools – Know, mid-major schools that you might not think are recruiting higher-level kids, maybe there's maybe there's room now to come get these guys. Maybe that's kind of the cycle: is that, you know, hey, big schools start taking all of the all of the mid-major kids and, and moving them up because they can transfer without having to sit out. The mid-major kids now are going to go start drawing high-major freshman and sophomore talent. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's kind of the maybe that's the next move to be made. I mean, Creighton is, is obviously some, not a mid-major. It make for some better first-round tournament games. If like if, if yeah. these mid-major teams are the ones getting these better recruits out of high school, yeah, it makes for some better games. It would. It would be interesting. Yeah, I mean, who knows what what could happen? I mean, that could go on and on. About wondering. I mean, some of these mid-majors, you think about like the systems that they run and how how well structured they are. You see some of these teams, like you watch a Belmont play, and, and you're thinking like. You watch them and you say, of course they don't have a kid who's ranked, you know, really high because they should play with discipline, right? They, they pass and they play like this selfless kind of style. Who knows? I mean, are kids like are, – are schools like that and coaches who coach that kind of way going to want really highly rated kids that, 
know, maybe have more athleticism, but there's obviously negatives that come with that too. Then again, it's a coach's job to, to find talent and, and coach it up. So who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's who knows. That's a that's a pod for another day. But yeah, Creighton, Creighton. Now you're right. I mean, things didn't look it looked kind of bleak for them there for a while because not only did they lose a ton of their top rated or their top scores and kind of minute guys, they also lost Ty Ty Washington, sure. who was committed. Well, they've they've kind of pulled. They've, they've done a nice job in that recruiting trail. So well done by uh, McDermott. McDermott, yes. Doug, not Doug, not Doug. Douglas McBuckets is the one who plays in the NBA. Yeah, Craig, Greg, Greg, it's Greg McDermott. Greg McDermott. You're close. Yeah. Um. Anything else you got, Biggs? Nice move by him. Um. Let's see. God, what else was there? I feel like there's nothing's really happened. Should we? Okay. Should we touch on the ACC coaching news? You know, there's some big news in the coaching. You know, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Hubert Davis got his first 2022 commit. <laughs> Can't remember the name, but a three-star big man. Yeah. Um, big, big get for him. Really excited to see how that kid develops. Yep. You know, 2022, so he's got another year. Who knows? Maybe a, maybe a summer on the grassroots circuit is going to benefit him. Dayron Sharp was a guy like that who just kept going up and up. Like, he didn't start out really high, and he just yeah. kept, he climbed his way to the top. Maybe this kid will do the same thing. Maybe. I wonder. I'm curious now because I know Hubert has always talked about. They've they've talked about how he wants to kind of space the floor, and kind of modernize the modernize the style, right? And wants to get big guys that can that can shoot a little bit. It'll be interesting to see how much he leans into that. I I still do think it's it's nice to kind of zig when when the rest of the country is zagging mm-hmm. with all this small ball. It's kind of nice to have some just big strong guys who can just pummel people. We've talked way too much about a three-star. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but we should really get into the big ACC coaching news. We'll do it. And we have, we're actually sort of late on this. This happened like a month ago. But Jim Beheim's going to have two of his He's going to have two kids on his team. Isn't that crazy? There's Buddy, and then who's the other one? I don't know even Jimmy know Jr. Beheim? It could be. So, okay, in the ever if the ever-ending battle of which son is the favorite, one gets the dad's name. So, I mean, you think he gets the leg up. <laughs> but I think the other one's better. But the other one buddy. actually gets to play for him in yes. college. So, yeah. you got Jimmy Jr., who had to go play at, what, Cornell? Is that what it was? Yeah, I think you're right. Okay, but then we got Buddy, who doesn't get dad's name, but, boy, you wanted to play for him at Cuse. Yeah. Which... Boy, well now now you got now you got Jimmy Jr. who's playing at Cuse, plus had the Cornell. What, degree. what what are those recruiting visits like, by the way? Yeah, I don't know. Is he just talking to mom? Is he talking to himself like, in the mirror? Like like, like does buddy have, like does buddy have to like call his dad like hey can I come visit like next weekend? Official <laughs> visit. Yeah, I don't know how that works. That that is that is kind of interesting to to wonder like can the kids just show up at practice? You know, can he can he have practice with the team? Maybe. You know, a high level high level recruit like that showing up at practice for once in a while, like well, I'm not sure if you saw this, but there's a video of in the tournament of Buddy Beheim, like little three or four year old Buddy Beheim messing around with Carmelo Anthony. That's right. That they won it all. Adorable. Yeah. Totes adorbs. Who knew Melo could be actually likable? I like Melo. Do you? Pretty Melo. Is that a thing? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Is it just Melo wearing like a like a sweatshirt? Yeah. Okay. Can't do that right now because it's awfully hot outside. All right, we should get into the real news though. Okay, it happened at Duke. Ugh. Because what's his face was giving a some sort of a press conference, and he had they they played that every time we touched. The world Cascada. was reminded that that song existed. Yeah, they had yeah. that Cascada song. That was every time uh, we touched. That was a and huge kid line da- song when I was in high school. He was dancing to it and stuff. It just looked awkward. What a cool. And like, there's a thing where 
there's like people in stands, like there's like players in there too. I don't know why everyone was there. People are clapping and cheering. It's a press conference. Yeah. About something. What is it that you don't like about Coach K? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, when you mentioned Duke. I okay, I, I respect Coach K. Because part of me being a, a North Carolina fan could be credited to Coach K. Because, yeah. of, because of the rivalry. Of course. Because the rivalry. You need great rivalry. The rivalry draws a lot of fans to either side. Right. So I, I, I understand the greatness. Absolutely. I just get rid of get sick of the coaching up other teams' kids. Like there's a Dylan Brooks thing a few years ago where it's like, oh, you shouldn't have shot that. Shot that shot when you're up by twenty. But the shot clock was about to start. Right. Supposed to hold it. Just, just supposed to hold the, it. The moral high horse. Yes. Kind of entitled. Uh, he, he, the feels very fake to me. The, you know the indefinite suspension of Grayson Allen for one entire for, game. for one game a few years ago. Pulling a back injury when your team sucks. Yes. He uh, skipped out a half a season in like the early nineties because of the back injury. Oh, it's just the announce the uh, they mentioned this oh, on another it, yeah. pod. Just the difference between Olroy deciding at the end of the year, like, "Yep, I'm done," and he's sad about it, and Coach K doing like the "I need to have a retirement tour." Yeah, you know, you, I feel like the media is never after this next season. It's gonna get so annoying too. It's gonna be, oh, it's gonna be awful. It's gonna be more annoying than the years Zion was there. Yeah, there's going to be, like, I think somebody else mentioned this on another pod, like, on, on the bottom line of ESPN, you've got NBA, and, you know, they run through scores. NFL, they run, they run through the universe. There's NCAAM, you know, and they run through the, the top 25 scores. And then there's going to be one that's Coach K. Coach K. Yeah, there, there's Coach going K, to be a Coach K tracker. Coach K won this game. He was 10, it's, 10 and whatever. It's going to be pretty unbearable. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the media coverage is maybe the biggest one. It's just the, the amount of just – circle jerk and people do over over coach k and just oh they just they fawn over everything he does and everyone thinks like the man is not a saint no you know and and he's a dogged hard ass and, and like that's that's great coach i'll give him that it's a terrific coach yeah. and, and that's fine to I'm be like that from I, I i what i just can't stand is like the two-faced kind of shade like people refuse to to question anything he does and everyone's mm-hmm. just like oh he's such a good person it's like yep. well is he not that he has to be. I don't really need my coach to be no. a choir boy. It's just I hate that. I hate that skim milk is water. Saying it's milk. Yep. You know, it's it's. I can't stand the the idea. Like, be honest about it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's some fraudulence there that just kind of annoys me. He's a terrific coach. There, there's no question. He's built up an awesome program. And you're right. The reason part of what we love about North Carolina is that that North Carolina Duke rivalry. We've mm-hmm. picked a side. Yep. Right. We don't care about. North Carolina plays Clemson, no. you know, because Clemson's not awesome. Duke's always really good. And that's why when you beat them, it feels really good. Yep. You know, so nobody, I don't think we've ever said Duke's not good. No, they're really good. They're going to be really this past year. That was awesome. Yeah. They're going to be really good this year. Probably. Yes. Um, I mean, he's going to have a terrific team. It just feels super coach K yeah. to, uh, to have the Kobe retirement and, tour, uh, and, and to expect everyone to like give him nothing but love. And, and it's going to piss me off when North Carolina cheers him late. I'm sure. I, I think the biggest disrespect would be just be silent. Yep. I'm sure you saw Tate Frazier predicting this about I did. six weeks ago. It was terrific. Yes, because they're t- I, it must have been right after Roy retired. Yeah. They're like, okay, what, what's it? What's going to be the thing for Coach Gay? How is he going to do it? He goes, I think whenever he does retire, he'll announce it before the start of the season, and that he's going to retire after that season. Yep. So he gets his retirement tour. Hundred percent on the nose. It's extremely Coach K. 
What do you think of the Shire, John Shire hire? Uh, from a Duke perspective, and I've talked to talked to you know Duke fans about this. They feel, I think, the same way that I felt about the North Carolina with Hubie Davis. Hubie and the family is ridiculous. I can't, I can't stand it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's probably fair. Um, yeah, that's that's how I feel. I, I know nothing about John Shire. Does no. anybody know anything about John Shire? I mean, he was a he was a good college player. He annoyed the hell out of me when he played at Duke, and who knows if he'll be a good player. I will say this: it's a really unenviable position having to follow. Now, you know, on one hand, it's like you're 33 years old and you just got handed the keys to one of the biggest brands in college hoops. Like, mm-hmm. that's pretty great. Like, talk about the, uh, you know, we talk about privilege. Uh, that's not something he has to apologize for. Mm-hmm. Um, but boy, I mean, that's that's a hell of an opportunity for him to be the coach at Duke. It sucks that you got to follow a legend like that. And, and Do you know, I wonder what, like, what are, what are, like, alumni think of this? Do you know what they think? Like, who are, like, some of the more out there? Is Boozer? Is Boozer's one of the more... Uh, I mean, don't we just have to wait and see what Jay yeah. Williams says? And oh, yeah, Jay, Jay Williams. Bliss, you know, think? all the ESPN guys. Or like, Bills. what are they going to say? Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if the uh, My the guess is they'll have nothing is... but positive things to say about it oh, because cool. the Duke Media machine is in full force. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I mean, that's kind of like North Carolina, though, too, is that, you know, we talk about these successor power rankings. Who was a logical fit? Jeff Cable's done nothing. No, essentially. Because he's had Pitt and he had Oklahoma. Terrible. He's unequivocally just a bad um, high major division one head yeah, coach. If they do Bobby Hurley. Keep... He hasn't done anything. He had a chance this last year. I think if he would have been able to have a big time success at Arizona State, maybe. But I think he's see, I think he's maybe a little bit out of the Duke brand like the Duke brand, I feel like they want to have a coach who's who's gonna who's gonna have that Coach K kind of exuding like Calm. I, I, I would see. I could see Shire a lot of the same way as Hubert Davis, where I, I'd be really shocked if they're insane on the sidelines, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of making a mockery of things. I think Bobby Hurley can be. He's got that Hurley brother kind of craziness to him. He's kind of a psycho, mm-hmm. right? And, and you can like that or hate it, but I, I just think that's not for Duke. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who else is in the coaching world. Wojciechowski or how you pronounce yeah, it. He just got fired from Marquette. Yeah, he just got fired. Um, Johnny Dawkins. He yeah, not inspiring, right? He's okay. Nothing much. Who's on that Tyson Takey talking about? Quinn Snyder. Is he a dookie? Uh, yeah, but he, I, I mean, he's he's the head coach of the best team in the Western yeah. Conference. You know? I think that was sort of like the... They talk about Brad Stevens. Yeah. That one's... I think I 10 years ago, people thought that that was going to be a thing. I did see a thing where um, John Shire's the next Brad Stevens. We'll see. Hmm. Hard, to, hard for me to buy that one because Duke is not Butler. True. A different college. Very different college. And it's <laughs> in a different place. They have different mascots. It's mm-hmm. a blue devil versus a bulldog. Yeah. Um he also has a different name. Butler has an alliteration. Duke Devils. Butler Bulldogs, yeah. Duke Devils. Unless, uh, unless you would do that, but it's Blue Devils. We should just call them the Devils. Yeah, that's true. We hate Duke. <laughs> should we get out of here? Yeah, I need to go shower up. Yeah, we actually got a lot more than I thought we would. Me too. Alright. See you next week. Bye. Bye.